Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed. Plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast. So please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Hey, Trade Show Warriors, we are going to be talking all about marketing automation today and tools that are available to you, some of them completely free, that you can make your follow-ups for trade shows more effective and automatic saving you a ton of time and I've got bringing value today Ryan Mansfield from Revolt Automation going to be on the mic with me today so you ready to go let's do it Welcome to Trade Show University, the ultimate resource for marketers, planners, and business owners looking to create results, increase revenue, and maximize their ROI for upcoming trade shows. We'll help you navigate the complexities of trade shows, set the right goals, find true success, and get the most out of each experience for you and your team. It's time to get your PhD in ROI with your host, the man with over 25 years of trade show experience, Jim Cermak. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners, Trade Show You listeners, a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash tradeshowyou and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a free title and start listening. It's that easy. So go to audible.com slash tradeshowyou, that's trade show with the letter U, to get started today. Welcome to Trade Show University. This is Jim Sermak, your host. I am so excited today. I have a very, very special guest who's going to be talking about a topic that I have not talked on yet, not really touched on, and that is using marketing automation. This is Ryan Mansfield of Revolt Automation. And as a marketing automation consultant, Ryan specializes in finding unique ways to save companies time and money. He wants to help marketers learn how to use technology to better communicate and connect with people. And if there's a topic that is really, really outstanding for people working in trade shows, it's how to connect, how to better communicate. So I know he's going to bring bring the value today. So I want everybody, please, warm welcome for Ryan Mansfield. Ryan, welcome to Trade Show University. Well, thank you so much for having me, Jim. Oh man, it's my my pleasure because you you are bringing a lot of stuff, a lot of expertise that I really don't have, and, and that's in the, the marketing automation space. So I want people to understand, you know, that uh, you're just not this great big tech guy, but you really have a lot of trade show experience as well. Why don't you give uh, people understanding what experience you have relating to trade shows? Sure. So not only uh, have I been an exhibitor uh, as well as an attendee at, at dozens of shows across the United States, uh, background goes a little bit further with production in terms of being in the video industry. Uh, a lot of live events, live video from shows for clients. And what I've done now is adapt that to my background in digital marketing to help companies utilize technology to get more out of trade shows. Very cool. You know, before we really dig into all the, all the 
expertise that you have, is there any really cool or memorable trade show moment that you've had that you could share with us? Boy, I, I know it's going on right now, and uh, unfortunately, I'm not there. But it, I would have to say uh, the first time walking onto the floor at CES, the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, incredible scene. Uh, you know, people lined up. You see new products and, and these giant brands that shell out millions of dollars to be there. And uh, you know, Vegas is just flooded with nerds, basically, and uh, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I felt right at home. Um, and, and obviously a lot of fun to be had around the event, too. They, they put on just uh, an incredible show. So excited to go back in the near future and, and maybe even someday as an exhibitor or, or with a client. Yeah, that is that is one of the shows that all these years I've been doing trade shows. That's the one show that I'm like, oh, one of these days I've got to get there because it is what I just uh, the little bits that I see in articles and uh, videos and stuff like that. I can't even imagine the total package of being there, being in that. It's it's a spectacle. I mean, it's everyone bringing their A game, bringing the the latest, the greatest stuff that people have never even thought of before. That's there at that show, and that had to have been awesome. 2021, let's book it. We're going. <laughs> yes, we'll be there. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Uh, so let's uh, let's let's dive in. Let's dive into technology. And so what? Well, I want you to kind of run with this because I'm not really sure where to start regarding technology, but I know that there's some really cool tools that uh, people have available to them that will help them at uh, at the trade show, before trade show, after the trade show. So why don't you dive in and and start to just kind of lead us through the path of uh, what uh, some suggestions you would have, some tools and tips and tricks. Sure. You know, I think I think with any company, the the best place to start is to to analyze the existing technologies that you already have. Um, you know, a great place to look first is your CRM, um, and, and take a look at your buying cycle. You know, what do you, what are you trying to accomplish from these trade shows? Are you trying to sell somebody something tomorrow, or is this you know a, a sale that might take a year or years to make? So so from there, uh, you know, the next step for me is always. Well, well, what kind of information do we want to capture? How can we use this technology to improve what we're doing at a trade show? Um, and going back to the CRM, if you don't have one, my best recommendation is HubSpot. It's a free tool. You can do a lot from it, especially importing lists or CSVs, even if you have to go through you know, business cards and add them. Uh, but a lot of times there's other technologies. I talk about that here a little bit later, but it all starts with getting that data in and, and taking good notes, you know, finding out, relaying back what you learned at that trade show and storing that in a system so you can use that information at a later point. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so for CRM, so like Ryan said, if you don't have one, um, you know, I, and I, this is a, a tool that I've heard of, but I've never really used, but I've heard only great things and that's HubSpot. So we'll make sure that in the show notes, uh, check the show notes. We will put a link, for, just like Ryan said, so you can go to HubSpot, check out that uh, free account that you can get. And I'm sure there's very many uh, different levels of service that you can you can maybe purchase uh, based on the, the needs and size of your company. Absolutely, yeah. That's one of the great things about HubSpot is if you have a little bit more of a budget, you know, a few hundred dollars a month, you can start utilizing automated email tools with inside of, of HubSpot. Uh, but just to track the tools and to use it as your base CRM 
and even build off of that, you can find very affordable automated solutions for your messaging post-show uh, and use tools, use tools like Zapier to connect it to you know, everything you work with, including even Outlook or uh, an Excel spreadsheet. So explain Zapier. That's that's one I've not heard of before. Uh, explain to, to the audience. Sure. So it's a newer tool, and it's an, an API-based uh, online software that you'd sign up for an account. What it does is it basically makes all of your existing technologies talk to each other. For as little as $20 a month, you can automate tasks from anything as add this spreadsheet to a CRM to things like uh, tracking phone calls. It, it really what it, what I like to use it for around a trade show is is piecing these different technologies back to the CRM. Things like um, update or uploading a certain list and sending them a certain uh, certain message become incredibly easy with a tool like Zapier. Okay, so so this starts before the show even starts then. That's when you're you're starting to use these these kind of tools to do some of that pre-show marketing. Absolutely, yeah. And what I like to do is is take a look at what people are doing now. In my case, I learn, and within a couple of hours, I, I take a look at how they're using technology to communicate both before the show and after, um, and then take a look at a budget and say, okay, well, you know, you're spending a lot of money on these trade shows, and you want to see a return on investment. And, a lot of what I'm hearing, Jim, is people go, they have a great show, and they come back, and, and they don't understand why the sales are coming in. And it's a competitive game right now. You know, you, you're going to give your email out or your badge gets scanned hundreds of times, and two, three days later, your, your inbox is flooded with hundreds of emails <laughs> from all those exhibitors. So the key is standing out. Oh, yeah. And, and that's something you know, I, I'd love to talk about. Oh. And I, I think... I think personalization is one of the biggest things uh, that's overlooked in the technology and the ability to do so. A lot of people get excited. They come back and, and they send the same email to everyone and then they don't, then they don't call. They don't follow up. They don't get on LinkedIn. You know, they just, they just expect that I went there. We had a great show. They liked me. Uh, you know, where's the sale? Um, and, <laughs> and that's where technology can be so useful. Yeah, you bring up a really, really strong point, and that is something we something that I talk a lot about on other episodes is that standing out. How do you stand out? Because on on the show floor, you've got maybe hundreds and hundreds of exhibitors that you have you are competing with against them for the eyeballs of the people that are walking by your booth. But you're talking about how do you stand out from a technology standpoint after the show, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it comes from everything to your website. You, know, you want everything they see when they go home and look you up on their phone or their computer. That's the beauty of the booth. You have to match that communication and that, that messaging, that conversation you had. You got to make sure that you're, the messaging on your website's the same and the messaging in your email as well. So you've got hundreds of booths. Like you said, you're going to be getting hundreds of emails and calls and people starting to really bombard you from coming out of that show. Cause that happens to me. I'm sure every single person listening to this is nodding their head going, Oh my gosh. Yes. I just get, I just get so many emails. So what would be some tips? What would be, what would you do or work with your clients on how to get them to stand out amongst these hundreds of emails? The biggest thing for me, Jim, is is using text-based response emails. Um, everybody everybody knows if you get an email with an image and a link to buy and 
visit our website that you were just sent the same email that everybody else met. One thing I like to do then beyond the text base is, is incorporate that into a drip. A program I like to use and the one I'm actually using right now is called Woodpecker. Uh, it's all text based. It ties right into your email so your responses are coming back to your inbox. You don't have to go back into some other tool or software. Uh, and, and you have complete control over that messaging. Beyond that, you know, what I tell my clients is personalize that as much as you can. The first message, we like to include the location. So either use a city or, you know, if, if for our sake, we were just in a show in Florida and a lot of people were in Orlando. So what we did was, you know, we included the column for the, the snippet as you, as you use in Woodpecker that's going to be placed into the text. And for everybody that had a, a state far away, we'd say Ohio or Pennsylvania and for the people that were back we replaced the word with home so the message made sense it's I hope you made it home safely wouldn't put I hope you made it back to Florida safely you didn't leave Florida it's <laughs> the little things like that that they're not going to see that and think well maybe this was text-based you know or maybe this was an automated message uh, and if they do it, you have to at least personalize enough that you want them to respond you know, for us, it was simple. We wanted them to send back logos so we could send visual mockups. And that first message asked right for it. It was great meeting you. I hope you made it back to Iowa safely. Can you send over some mockups for our team to get started on? Here's the email to send them to. Also included a product catalog, what they all asked for. So it, it met everything that we learned at the show, and, and we adapted it to, to what the clients needed as well. Okay, okay. So is uh from a text based standpoint versus a visual versus a head and graphics and things like that do you see people getting a higher open rate with text text based or a higher um delivery rate it it's more in the response rate you know okay. people are are less likely to to type an email to something they see an image in uh you know click through rates remain fairly the same and and in some cases if you're using a text based tool you might not be looking for a click, so you're just looking for that reply. Uh, but open rates, you know, de depend primarily on a subject line. But a lot of times, I find when you're scrolling through a phone or on your computer looking at your email, you're going to be more likely to to read something that you see there's text in rather than, oh, that's an ad for something I bought on Amazon. Sure. So. Good tip there for everybody. And, and really, that's what you want. You want that response coming from your email. So text-based. And again, uh, at the end of this, it sounds like we've already, Ryan's mentioned already have several free tools, not free tools, but several tools that you can have access to. We'll put links to all those in the show notes. So please be sure to check that. And I'm sure he's going to be sharing some more with us as we continue on here. But uh, some great stuff so far. So then you mentioned a drip campaign. So for, for the listeners who don't understand what a drip campaign is, what uh, explain, give the basics of a drip campaign, and uh, is that something that uh, one of these tools also can help with? Sure, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's very simple. It's basically, uh, kind of as the term implies, uh, a drip or, or several stages of it. So you're going to, uh, in a text-based, you know, it can be upwards of five, six, you know, however many emails you'd like to send in, in a row or in a sequence. So one of the best things to do then is alter that messaging. And you're throughout the entire time, you're waiting for a response. Um, so in that first one, you know, you're asking for a logo. In the second one, maybe you say, hey, 
Jim, did you catch my last email? Hope you have a great weekend and send it on a Friday. Catch him off guard. Oh, he actually thought of me. It's the weekend. It's Friday. Uh, and that's one nice thing about Woodpecker, the tool that I mentioned for this text-based email, is is you can control not only you know the text of the email, who's who the email is coming from, but also down to the the half hour or even maybe 15 minute increments of when these emails are going out. Wow, very cool, very cool. Is there is there any uh, situation where you would recommend adding graphics to it? So one thing I like to do then is is if someone's interested in sending an HTML email or one with graphics or visuals is to to incorporate that deeper into the sequence. So um, what you can do with Woodpecker is you pull all of those very interested people out with a first reply. Or let's say there's even multiple text-based campaigns going out based on how you prioritize those leads at the show. So so extremely interested people are getting a, hey, let's chat next week. People later on are getting a different email that says, let's follow up whenever you have some time. Uh, you know, and here's our here's the information you asked for. And then maybe the other people that said they didn't want to be emailed right away or weren't interested, as well as everybody else you've just talked to, let's say two or three weeks later as a reminder, gets that HTML email. So it comes from you know, marketing at tradeshowuniversity.com, and it's, uh, it, has, it has additional content. It, I think the best way to put it maybe is that those emails are going to serve different purposes. And why send it to them early when everybody's flooding them with the same MailChimp or, uh, you know, email that, that they're, they're used to ignoring when you can make it seem like you already reached out to them first. And, oh, now, now their marketing department sent, sent a nice little reminder. I totally understand that. That's great. That's really, really good advice. And this, that's something that I experienced, I think it was one of the last shows I went to a few months ago as an attendee. And I came back and got the flood of emails from the 500 companies or however, how many ever I talked to. And then it was about two weeks later and I got one and that was their message was we wanted to wait till all the clutter, all the other companies contacted you. Now we want your attention. And it, and it did. It got my attention. And it, and it was very powerful in that way. So I uh, totally understand uh, uh, some of these tools and some of these techniques that, that you are offering here. This is great stuff. Tell me about, you know, everyone's, everyone is interested in ROI. It's something that I say, it's, you know, that's one of the taglines of the show is get your PhD in ROI because it's all about that return on investment. So getting a, you know, maybe a cost per lead or, uh, you know, tying those, those things into, you know, campaigns and how do you uh, measure that? Are there some tools, techniques on doing that when you're, when you're doing some of this pre-show marketing or post-show marketing? Sure, yeah, and that ties into to what we were talking about earlier in terms of it, it goes back to utilizing the technology that you have. Uh, the best thing you can do is open up opportunities. Don't leave the show without having a couple open opportunities. You know, and, and however you use to track that, whether it be a spreadsheet or you know all the way up to you using Salesforce or Oracle, one of the top tier CRMs. Make sure that that opportunity is tied back to the lead from the show or the contact. Um, and then make sure that that contact is also marked that the trade show that you were just at was the, the source and that's how they got into the system. Uh, you know, that's the root of it. That's where if, if you're not doing that, that's where you have to start. You have to make sure that you're capturing that critical data. Um, and this is where their lead journey is starting. From there, you know, cost per lead, it's, it's about keeping great notes and understanding 
uh, you know, the cost that you had involved in the show and working with your financial team to understand, well, are we going to just base it off of the, the cost of the show or the cost of the show and travel or the cost of the show and the membership to the organization and travel and flights and, you know, so understanding those numbers from a financial standpoint is critical. And then you're able to start looking at, okay, well, we generated 400 leads and those 400 leads turned into 20 opportunities and there were 1,600 people at this show. You can just start to come up with with an algorithm or a number that works for you where you're able to track these financial statistics and then ultimately um, plan your shows for the next season and figure out which ones you want to invest more in or try to, you know, find new ones that are they're going to be a benefit for your company. Yeah, really, really critical information there is to to be able to boil it down so that you know that each show what your numbers are. Okay, we we invested this much money in the show, we got this many leads, turned into this many sales, uh, and whatever your whatever your sales flow process is, so that you know, okay, our cost per sale from that show was three hundred and eighty dollars or fifteen dollars and twenty cents or whatever it is but once you know that now you have uh that's a powerful tool that you have going into the next show and to be able to make future decisions on should we do the show again or some good questions that you can ask the show uh people that are running the show you have some great uh, ammunition that you could ask them some critical questions to help you decide whether or not to do a brand new show uh, or to do the same show again. And so Ryan's really bringing bringing the great value here, and and help it can help with some identifying some of these great tools that are available because they're. And I know that uh, I, I love the fact that you've already gone through. You've tried a lot of these. And you have you have settled on a few that you really have found to be powerful. And I know there's probably new ones coming out all the time. So this is where your expertise really is going to be helpful for our listeners. And and at the end of this, I would, you know, we'll we'll have everyone understand how they can get in touch with Ryan to help uh, help you uh, go along this journey, especially anyone who's brand new, who's like, oh, my gosh, technology. <laughs> I didn't know that even existed for the trade show space and what I could do with it. So this is just really, really fantastic stuff. Hopefully I'm not going to throw you a curveball here, but can you take us through a process of just say a a potential company that maybe maybe a, a medium sized company Going into a show and they really wanted to wrap their arms around this, what would what would it look like from pre-show, during the show, and then at the end? Kind of a, a, a flow. Could, could you take us through what that would look like for a company? What would what are some of the things they're going to need to plan for and then do as they go through the show? Sure. Yeah. No. That's um, that, that's a great question. And and planning is so critical through all of this. First off, you know, what I like to do is understand where is the data coming from? You know, are you are your guys grabbing cards right now and throwing them in a shoebox or, you know, are you using a badge <laughs> scanner? How, how are you going to take the data from that show and, and utilize it later on? Um, and then also start looking at the process. You know, are these leads going to be need? Are they going to need to be divvied up to a dozen sales members or is this going to be handled by by one account rep? So start to look at, at next what's going to happen with that information and who needs to get it. 
you know, it, it's a whole different story if your your whole team's going to be there at the booth and they're going to meet these people and they're going to form these relationships. But in a lot of cases, you know, a medium-sized company, uh, it might be a marketing manager, somebody uh, who's who's actually just dedicated to going to trade shows and generating these leads and then passing them off. So that's that's kind of the first step for me. Uh, and then from there, I, I move on to the next aspect, which would be the communication. Now, how are we going to take that data and communicate back, both internally and externally, with those customers? And understanding and getting that strategy before you go into the show of, of what are we going to do? Let's not just go and get these leads and then shotgun out some message, but let's come up with a, a strategy that's going to give these customers what they're asking for and, and meet, like we talked about, with the, the prioritization. So somebody who really wants information and who's an interested buyer isn't getting the same message of, well, why don't you give me a call in a month? Because they're just going to get mad, right, if you send them something they didn't ask for. Uh, and then I, I go from there and I say, okay, well, let's look at from the shows, how are we going to, what type of technology is available to us there? Are you going to have an iPad or a scanner? Can we push somebody to a survey monkey uh, where maybe they answer a couple questions and that information's uploaded right into the lead or contact in your CRM? So how are you going to use, basically, how do you use the technology at the trade show to tie back to that data that you want within your system and back to that communication. And from there, the last step for me is always tying it all together. What type of automation do we want to build into this? You know, is it going to be let's click a button and it all gets uploaded and sent to different campaigns and then all the way tracked back to uh, you know, some clients, we track it all the way back to their QuickBooks account and they're able to see uh, from on their accounting ledger all the way back to, to lead generated, see where it came from. So there's there's so many options and different paths you can go and take with this data and how it can integrate with the technologies that your company already has. Uh, and, it, and it's all about, like you said, coming up with a great plan and figuring out, most importantly, how are we going to prove this return on investment? Excellent. Excellent. Thanks for, for walking us through that. You mentioned a, a couple things there. You mentioned uh, badge scanners. What uh, that's something that I have used a lot of. A lot of times they're very, very different going from show to show, depending on who the batch scanning vendor is and the software they have on there. But I think for the most part, people don't utilize them appropriately. They use them to just scan the badge and that's it. And most of them have question uh, capabilities where you can plug in your own questions and things like that. There's way more capabilities than just scanning a badge and getting their name, phone number, email address, and, and the company name. Uh, any tips that you have there regarding badge scanners and, and how people can use that technology better? Well, first, I, I totally agree with you. They are underutilized, and, and absolutely, we can give you some great tips here. Uh, the, my first and, I guess, simple tip is get the, get the scanner early. Make sure you have the app. Talk to the company. Make sure that you have a contact ready uh, that's going to be there on site as well as uh, maybe even somebody from their technology team. And then familiarize yourself with it. Understand all of its capabilities and sit down, you know, uh, hopefully you have a day before the show or even if it's the morning of and, and understand here's the people that are going to be using it and, and teach them and train them or, you know, whether it be yourself, you know, familiarize uh, with all the capabilities that it has. Second off, uh, almost all of them are going to have, like you said, a notes section. 
and and match that to to what you're saying at the trade show. So for for me last weekend it was, do you place custom apparel orders right now, or have you in the past? Yes, check. What type of quantity do you usually work with? Range is in there. Check. And that matches right back to the prioritization. So without that information getting in there, I asked that question for nothing. Sure, maybe it qualified them on the spot, but you know, I was going to give them a sample and a product brochure and a business card and a, and a friendly smile either way. So without retaining that and bringing it back, it, it's useless. Uh, and third, my, my biggest thing on uh, the badge scanners then is, is rating. A lot of them will typically have a, a priority score built into it. Uh, our model this this past trade show was if somebody was really interested, I wanted to make sure I grabbed their card. We had a specific place for it because you know, our owner was big. It's like, I want to have the card. I want to see it. I want to feel it. Uh, I don't want that to be lost. So and I, and I like it. You know, I, it's what he wanted to do. So I wanted to make sure that almost as a backup, you know, and but in addition to that, then we were taking those cards and matching it back. So we knew, you know, oh, that's right. John Smith was from right here in Orlando, and he owns uh, XYZ Corp. And we, we were able to take a note and say, you know, he asked for XYZ. Um, so, so it was really helpful to, to then kind of have that paper card and match it back to that scanner. And then those people became top prioritized, or, you know, or, or the top priority per se. Uh, we're making sure that they were actually segmented out of the, the drip message because there was some unique conversation that was had that, okay, I need to grab your card because you shouldn't just get this message that everybody else is going to get. But yeah, all in all, uh, it, it might seem like a lot for $100 or whatever the company is going to charge you. If you're dealing with a lot of volume in a show and you're, you're going to be talking to a lot of people, uh, they're, they're a wonderful tool. Pay the money. I, I promise you'll, you'll see it back on the ROI. <laughs> and that's what we want. We want that return on investment. That's fantastic. You know, you mentioned something here right near at the end. You said you want to segment people, special people, out of the whole drip process. And for those of you who, are, who have considered doing some sort of a drip campaign so that everyone who you get their their contact information, you're sending them a campaign. It could be very personalized that says, hey, it was great meeting you at the show. You know, they, But make sure you have multiple messages for multiple different kind of uh, uh, attendees that you talk to. And those those people who are very, very interested, who you had a great, very long conversation with, that they're not getting – the exact same kind of casual, hey, it was great meeting you at, at the ABC conference, Make so that they go, oh, I just got thrown right into their automated campaign. You know, you, you need to make sure you pull them out so that you are uh, making that special connection with them. It's very, very powerful stuff, and, and I'm sure that will lead to better sales, better relationships down the road. You know, another another thing that you had mentioned was uh, SurveyMonkey and other technology that you could use right there at the show. How would people use that? And and for those who aren't familiar with SurveyMonkey, if you could uh, tell them, because I it, I think SurveyMonkey is a great tool and could be very easily utilized at at sometimes could be free. Yeah, so SurveyMonkey or you know, working with your IT or marketing department to come up with some sort of form to put on a website. Uh, that would be in kiosk mode per se, so it could be uh, generated and submitted several times. But 
um, basically it goes back to, to kind of we were talking about to, to qualifying the lead. So come up with a three or four question survey uh, that, hey, if you're really busy, you don't even have to answer ask those questions. Um, or specifically, if you don't have a badge scanner, stick it on an iPad and, and ask for the person's email uh, and a couple key questions that you're going to be able to use in the sales process. So asking about type of budget or, qual- or quantity for orders. Uh, you know, what do you look for in a product or industry that you're at? You, you can capture this awesome information right there from potential customers. And another great thing to do then is to, to tie it back to something you've talked about in an earlier episode, which is a giveaway. Enter to win an iPad just like this or an iPad mini or a, you know, a flat screen TV, whatever it may be, that will help you convert people. Um, and then rather than just take that in, taking that information or a business card from them, Take a little bit more. Take take some great information that your sales team is going to be able to utilize down the road as well. Yeah, that is a, a topic. Thank you for bringing up that other episode. <laughs> but that is a topic that qualifying the lead, that's something I'm hammering home to everybody. you got to qualify that lead. I've seen way too many times people that get into these long, drawn-out conversations, and it's someone who's never even going to going to buy from you. They don't qualify. They're not a potential customer of yours. So please take the time. Ask those key questions. Don't just scan a badge. Don't just pull and grab and put out a fishbowl to give away one of those high ticket items and just have people throwing business cards in there because all you're doing is you're going to be elongating your your sales process. You're going to be upping your your cost per lead you got to qualify the people in order for them to qualify to win your iPad or to even talk to you. They need to qualify to get your very valuable time when you're there at the show. So really, really great stuff. So here, Ryan, here at this point, what I'm going to do, uh, is there anything else that you want to talk about specific and have you do some top takeaways? Yeah, that sounds great, Jim. Uh, I think we packed a lot into this episode here. uh, (laughs) A lot of what we talked about was after the show on the back end and, Heck, maybe we can do this on season two and, and talk about using technology at the booth too. But there's a, a lot of ways you can you can do that through video and through putting a lot of money into your booth. So uh, maybe we'll save that for another chat. And uh, but sounds you know, my, good. My biggest thing is just just analyze and plan before you go out to your next show. Uh, have a meeting. Talk to your IT team. Talk to your other marketing people. Uh, take a look at your website and your CRM, uh, and if you don't have one, definitely take a look at HubSpot as a free tool. You can start doing so much more beyond trade shows with something like that, uh, and, and it'll work for any business in the world. I, it doesn't matter what you do, what you sell, and and then I think from there, understand and, and take a look at your messaging and your communication. If if there's something, if you're going to these shows and you're not making money, something's broken, uh, and and you got to find out what it is to fix it. So the best place to start is take a step back, really look at all the technology you have, and ask yourself, is it working for us? Powerful, powerful stuff. Everybody, listen to what he's saying. you got to know if this thing's working for you. How many times are, are – hopefully I'm not talking to you. Hopefully you're not going, oh, my gosh, that's me. That's my company. But how many times have I seen over the years companies that do the same thing over and over and over again, show after show after show, and don't even know if they're succeeding or not. They don't really know their numbers. They don't know. They just keep going and just keep going and investing and probably are throwing good money out the window. So 
technology can be a key to really helping you grab your arms around your business and the efforts that you're putting into these shows and, and really getting that ROI, that return on investment that you need. So, Ryan, thank you so much, man. You've packed a ton of stuff into this uh, into this episode. And like I said, I'm going to be uh, putting into the show notes all the links of the different companies that you have uh, mentioned today. Uh, but uh, is there anything you've got coming up, anything that uh, you'd like to tell the listeners about? Keeping busy here for Q1. Uh, I'm off for Vegas and then New York, uh, heading out for PPAI, a show here, and then a couple different shows uh, for for ASI in Orlando, or was just in Orlando, headed to Chicago, Dallas. Uh, if you're interested in talking technology, in particular marketing automation, feel free to find me on LinkedIn. Uh, if you can find Jim, you can find me on there under Ryan Mansfield. And uh, would would love to talk about how we can use technology to help you out. All right, awesome, awesome. So everybody, if you have questions about technology. Don't just go. Don't just start googling and trying to find. Okay, what's what can I use? Have a professional help you out. Make sense of this stuff because there's really and Ryan can attest to this. Hundreds and hundreds of tools out there for just about every solution that you could want. And there's good ones. There's bad ones. There's ones that are simple and ones that are complex. And what someone like Ryan can do is help you select the right solution for your company so that you get the best ROI, the best results at your upcoming shows. So please reach out to him. Go go to LinkedIn, Ryan Mansfield, and I'll also have uh, his uh, email and uh, your website. What's your website uh, address, Ryan? Uh, it's revoltautomation.com. It's Okay, and we'll put the email and phone number in the show notes as well. So, Ryan, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing this great value with people. And I know that you know through the tools that you mentioned, you're going to have some people listening to this that are going to be able to go out there and really make a, a significant impact to the, to the results from their own show. So thank you for, for joining us. And everybody, thanks for, for listening today. And do you have... A, a software solution, something that you've done, some technology that uh, that you have implemented in your trade show, whether it's before the show, maybe during the show, or after the show, let me know. Shoot me an email, jim at tradeshowu.biz, that's tradeshow, the letter U, dot B-I-Z, or go to our website at tradeshowu.biz. Uh, scroll down the homepage, make sure you sign up for our email newsletter going to be some fantastic more episodes coming up uh, and got some uh, free tools, some new stuff that I'm working on. So I'm going to be getting out to to everybody who's a subscriber to our email, uh, email list. Also, please uh, reach us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram and, uh, and like us. All right. So thank you again for everybody for tuning in. Thanks again, Ryan, for joining us today. And we will see you next time. We've come to the end of this class here at Trade Show University, but we encourage you to never stop learning. We have plenty more resources and information available on our website, tradeshowu.biz. Be sure to sign up for our mailing list for exclusive insights and information to help you get your PhD in ROI. You'll find all this and more at tradeshowu.biz. Until next time, class dismissed. <laughs>